0: I am great mother, holy spirit, Yen, divine mother, cosmic Womb, deep space. The moon, Good morning, the dark maybe, void, the for some moon, of you. Thank you so now. much for uh, tapping Strong in here. And I just have a question about why do we ask rhetorical questions? I'm going to give it a minute and see if there is anybody out there a minute a minute in the meantime in between time I'm looking up looking up something here online okay what do I need I need the definition of okay okay so on my website I have okay all right so Let's see here, where is that card? Hi, I see somebody out there. I see somebody out there. Hello, how are you? Rhetorical questions, rhetorical questions. I have the general meaning of rhetorical questions, but I'm just gonna look this up real quick. Rhetorical questions as in, I'm thinking while I'm keying this in, um, you know how you ask a question like, why is the sky blue or, why does my cat do that? You know, those are rhetorical questions. You're really not expecting an answer back. And so that's my understanding. What does the dictionary say? A question asked in order to create a dramatic effect or to make a point rather than to get an answer exactly. And so that's what a rhetorical question is. Like you watching a com- uh, watching uh, something on YouTube or whatever, and they uh, start off with, why are you, afraid of the, um, you know, let's not put that in there. I'm not gonna put the energy out there. But but it's always a commercial, it's always something wrong with this, right? And So we have to buy it. So um, why does your coffee get stale, you know, after it's been stored for just one week, you know, and it's like, oh, here's the new coffee container that will seal your coffee and ensure that it's fresh for at least three months, you know, that kind of uh, rhetorical questioning. And so that's why we do it. You know, we want to Uh, elicit the attention of our listener or or our viewer. And so um, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because we do live in a busy world and there are a lot of helpful services and products available that we don't know about unless somebody gets our attention. And so um, that's what expert marketers are all about. And we have become quite expert at that, you know, um, especially, um, you know, in Western cultures over the last 50 years or so, I would say, maybe 70 years now with the great Rural migration, you know, into the urban areas across the planet, but really getting started in the Western world, uh, strongly in the 30s and the 40s, you know, after so many depressions and wars and things and people lost their land and the land was tore up and, you know, industry was underway. And so there were factory jobs that were more profitable and easier to do your day at work than work on the farm. And so you just, uh, piled up and moved to the city and, businesses were growing. Capitalism was really, really growing. And so uh, back in the day, just like it is now, when you can, you know, kind of stack up a little money, then you can start your own business, right? Well, they've been doing this for, you know, like I said, like 75 years. But in the beginning, just like now is the beginning of the next phase, we're going to take it. In the beginning of that phase, you had your Dale Carnegie's, you had your um, uh, Bill Nightingale's, you had your, um, you know, these were the business gurus, you know, Think and Grow Rich and Frank Betgers and all these people that you have to read about in business school because they planted the seed of this whole thing about, you know, you get someone's attention on the street or on the radio You can make a lot of money and live your greatest dreams and buy all of this new stuff that, you know, these new cars and these new houses and this new lifestyle that we could only dream about on the farm. Right. And so we still have this going. And so that's why we ask rhetorical questions in terms of business, in terms of life. And if anybody has an idea or anything about it, please feel free to join because we all do it. You know, we can ask a question like, I wonder why that light is always going off like that. And those kind of questions, just in our lives, have opened many of us, especially that are in tune with our self development, has taken us on paths of self development, like, hmm. I heard something about when lights are blinking on and off, that could be some energy or whatever. Then you Google that up. And then before you know you're watching a YouTube video and your cookies have shifted to this whole spiritual stuff starts coming up on everything, you know, and that's how it is today. It's a more of an individual internal journey that people are taking that we're taking and in our previous generations, you know, some us some of us grandparents, but my parents and grandparents, that was a very collective externalized process. The family had to be involved. You know, if you're going to start a business, you know, everybody had to, you know, help tell people and it was still very tribal like that and so um We didn't have a lot of rhetorical questions individually back then, you know. Um, Unless, of course, we always had spiritual people, but it wasn't the common thing. As It's becoming more common now because we have a lot more questions, right? We have a lot more questions there are a lot more things that we want to know we really do want to know well why is it so hard for us to be good stewards of our environment? Um, we know that we've created industry to a point of imbalance, but we also have the technology in that industry that could help to resolve that so um, the age of the internal Rhetorical question, which of course the sages of the ages have called self inquiry, is really kind of um, where we're at. And my work with Mama Drama Trauma, you know, I um, don't bait and switch like that because, for one, it's not because I'm holier than thou. Uh, I have been in corporate America and have done quite well, but it's that now doing this kind of work, it's like, I don't want that karma. No, thanks. I have been there, done that, and I earned every single penny up and down, inside out. My guts broke me down to the ground to dealing with my mama drama, trauma type of karma, um, You know, and it doesn't have to be that way. But when we go into situations not doing our internal work and really being in alignment with the energy that we're putting out and we're operating on programs that we've downloaded and because everybody approves of it, it's okay, and then it turns out not to be okay, we have a lot of internal rhetorical questions. And many people are sick because they do not have the assistance they need to process those questions. Those thought forms cannot be held in the mental space. The mental space is a, is a higher, is the highest frequency of the physical body. That's where the soul enters the body and where the soul leaves the body. And so it's a very high frequency. Of it. it can't hold that kind of dense matter, that worry energy. It can't hold it. And so if it is being held upon coercion by the body-mind, it will supplant that energy someplace else in the body. It can't hold it. When it tries to, it breaks. And so that's where my services end. Uh, I am not a psychotherapist. I work in conjunction with behavioral therapists as a supplementary treatment, but that, when it breaks like that, it's too late for someone to come to me and say, I'm ready, willing and able to deal with my mama drama trauma. Okay, that's a whole nother skill set. Just as mine is a whole nother skill set from a cognitive behavioralist. And they refer people to me because when they have someone who's ready, willing, able to do the deeper work, then my work is a great supplement to that and for that. So I can't ask catchy, markety stuff because I'm representing an energy that doesn't do that. You know, not that it is above that, but that it's not a survival energy. It is a divine energy and it's just attracting to it what needs to come to it through the divine. And so um, whenever I'm asking y'all a question on here, it's because I sincerely want to know okay i'm not just trying to get your attention and you come in here and you're going to do some work on mama drama no that's not how it works um and it took me years coming from a marketing i have a master's in economics from the london school of economics but i have a minor in life finance see that was a problem that was a problem see and so um The yin and the yang is a specialty of mine. And so there are these deep soul imbalances that I ask questions about just to kind of see because from what I'm looking at with my digital assets and the time that I have to do my work and enjoy my life, I'm really getting clear with this. And I love this app because I get real time responses. and it's very useful for me because from what I have experienced between this and Clubhouse, people come up here and they talk and they ask their own questions and they answer mine. And that helps me because people on here are hip, okay? People here are hip. And so it's easy to do that, you know, and kind of get an assessment and then tighten it up for my group on Clubhouse for our talks because all we talk about is divinity identity. And I don't think I've mentioned that for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Mama Drama Trauma is a condition in which the mother projects unhealed aspects of herself onto her child causing emotional and or physical trauma. Mama Drama Trauma is no one's fault, it is a family cycle, Okay, and we break the cycle. Um, We break the cycle when we're ready, willing, and able to accept the fact that mama is either unavailable, unwilling, or not ready to do her own healing work, okay? And so we have to accept her and love her where she is. And that is a tall order for people who have had this experience. And so in order to fulfill that order, we really look at where we have our imbalances. And so many times people come to me with a thousand rhetorical questions. Well, why this, why that, why this, why that? I don't understand this, I don't understand that because the sanctity of the mother and the sacredness which makes this very topic taboo is her connection to great mother, the mother of all mothers. It is her connection to Great Mother that makes the birth mother sacred, but we have defiled it through a delusion that we have that shame, blame, and guilt is the way to raise children and therefore establish society this shaming that often comes from advertising, this blaming that often comes from the comparative analysis that we do with one another regarding our materialized form in relationship to someone else. Our materialized form has been materialized in direct proportion to the cosmic energies that were at play at the moment our heads left the womb of our mother and all planets have different characteristics and features just like we do based on our dna which is a reflection as above so below and so the modification is fine if there's clarity as to you know what what it is and what what we're doing and 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 all of that but i'm just saying all of that to say that in asking rhetorical questions sometimes we can find ourselves just being lazy mentally as opposed to really asking ourselves deep questions which we have the capacity to answer or to receive an answer rather from our intuition and if it is not an answer directly given to us, we have the intuition to connect with those who can give it to us because we're never alone. We're never alone. We just have to know where our connections are and where they lie and just because someone is trying to get our attention about something all attention just like all money all attention ain't good attention you know that is your superpower what you focus on what you put your attention to that is your power and whatever you focus on grows that's your power and so just because somebody is giving a like and we want to see who that is or this, whatever, I do it too. I've done it too. And I have to slow my roll and remember, wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. I got some other stuff I need to be doing. <laughs> some other plants that I would much rather grow. Than this right here because that's gonna take a minute because like like I said I don't do the normal whatever 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 you're supposed to be doing on here and I'm having an absolute blast sharing and talking and learning and growing because you know I never had to um, get the approval of anyone you know that was part of my mama drama trauma I always had my material needs cared for beyond children in my suburban environment that had a mother and a father. I'm a straight up bad ass. And that was great because I never really had to answer to her. I was do what I wanted to do. You know, I had my own this, my own that. But there was a lacking there as a result of her absence that caused all kind of problems later. But I still value that to this day and so I've had to learn how to value the input of others and so second point on rhetorical questions to get your attention and the reason why I don't ask them is because I sincerely want to know I've learned that it is to my advantage to know you know um To connect in that way, and it might sound strange to other people, but if you think about it and you think about how the deprivation of a mother and her presence can either be experienced as a deep loss that paralyzes you and makes you really, really needy, and again, all this is dependent on our unique divine personalities. That's why there's no judging or condemnation. My siblings experienced that totally differently than I did. Okay. We're all unique. We all have our unique needs, talents, abilities, sensitivities. I'm a highly sensitive person and have had and still have to manage that because that's no one's responsibility. I can't be projecting that on the people just because I didn't get it from my mother. So I'm going to get it from you i'm gonna get it from my husband. I'm gonna get it from work. this country gonna give me my attention, you know, and it's like, mm, they don't really work like that. It don't really work like that. It don't work like that because the sole contract of mama drama trauma is to evolve in self love and spiritual independence. so I've had to evolve in loving myself enough. To realize, I was paranoid of connecting with people because I didn't know how. I hadn't been properly socialized outside of my immediate home environment, and I was raised in a tribe. And you think I'm something? You think I'm a trip? Oh ho 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 ho! ho. I was the good little black girl who did everything she was supposed to do. Told you went to school and all that, all that best in the world. Northwestern University, law school, all that, all that. So I ain't nothing. <laughs> My family is off the chain. Very intelligent, prosperous in this black family in Kansas. Very, 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 very. So um, that's great. But just as great as that is, the shadow work that i needed to do behind being a highly sensitive person growing up in that environment with not really being socialized outside of it and me having a soul destiny that was going to take me far outside of it to live outside of the country and all this kind of stuff and you know Having to balance that. And so that yin and yang balance and all of that um, coming into play. And so I've definitely worked a lot with self inquiry and, um, you know, just the rhetorical questions of life. And so that's why I asked them. That's why I asked them because they've been such a wonderful tool for me and self discovery. Why do I do that? I would ask myself you know i would um always have these possessive boyfriends growing up you know and at one point it finally dawned on me in college i had this extremely handsome hispanic boyfriend from the south side of chicago whew, going to northwestern anyway very possessive and finally 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 i asked myself after that was in one of its stages of being over Very passionate, very passionate. And that's Mars in my chart. Mars is in my seventh house of relationship. And so again, self-awareness, self-inquiry, the rhetorical questions of life leading us to wisdom and not being afraid of the shadow that leads you down there to it. Because that's just a part of it. Just like our lunar cycle has a dark side. Where you go outside at night and there's no light outside of electrical lights, which is why the science was so important, so important before them. And it is today as a tool to use. And so, yeah, I grew up Baptist and everything like that. And uh, rhetorical questions were not really Encouraged in terms of internally, but externally, again, with the tribe, with the group. And I loved Sunday school. My mother would work on Sundays. She would work on Sundays. And my grandfather would come from the hood and pick us up in his Cadillac, Seville, and take us to church. Sure would. The church that he founded with my grandmother uh, down the street from their farm. And, uh, Boy, wow, I think about this time of year and all those hills back there and the houses he rented out behind the church, and the leaves would be turning this time of year. You know, we would have pumpkins, and they used to have a haunted house at my church now. They had a haunted house for the kids, and the deacons of the church were getting caskets and stuff. I kid you not. I kid you not. So, you know. Um, it it <laughs> it's just it, it, it's funny to me, but I don't laugh when people tell me stuff and are so serious about uh different faiths and everything because I I know I I was that I was that girl I was that chick you know I I, I was that chick I sure was I get it I totally get it and um. It's just a foundation and it's a wonderful uh, thing, but there comes a point when um, you have questions that can't be answered within that context. Well, speaking for myself, I had questions I couldn't answer, like why do I keep on checking for these possessive dudes? I couldn't get no answer about that. I couldn't get no answer about that. You know, I'm not going to go over the answers that I got because they were the answers I got. You know, that was just the answers I got. They, they, well, that wasn't working. I needed to know what within me, the rhetorical questions within, what is it within me? There was no scripture for that other than to study and show myself approved and be still and know I am God. That's what I held on to until I found an entree into deeper knowledge about who I was that made me do that. And that began the true studying and showing myself approved beyond and deeper than what the tribe could offer. So it's not a this or that, or this versus that, it is God's infinite expression of divinity within and as us. I don't recall having the exact interpretation of anybody of the Bible in my church. You know, everybody has their own unique perspective and it's all good. It's all as it should be. And everything is really good so um just wanted to come on and kind of share that and if anybody wanted to share their experiences with re- ex- rhetorical questions be they externally driven about the outer world and observations why is this why is that not really expecting a particular answer in return but rhetorical questions are those questions that we ask to make a point or to get someone's attention you know usually When we're asking questions to get our own attention about something repetitive, as in my example with the possessive boyfriend, I was just kind of cueing myself, you know, that hey, hey, pay attention to this, you know, internally, pay attention to this. And from that point on, I never did that again. I knew all of the signs. And so I never engaged in that kind of long term relationship again. There were a couple of dates that followed up, of course the same frequency, but because of the deeper reflection on myself and those issues around maternal presence and neediness and that being an expression of someone needing me and wanting me fulfilled that need for many years from puberty until young adulthood. But uh, young adulthood was young adulthood, and I had been around. Far and wide enough to know every good dude ain't got to be doing all that. I done seen some good dudes and they don't be having to track me down and make sure that I'm going where I'm going. Okay to show me love you know they doing just fine and as a matter of fact better I'm observing because they use that energy to take care of themselves instead of worrying about me. And the more they take care of themselves, the better we can take care of each other because I'm doing the same thing. And it's that kind of benefit um, I have found from really paying attention to uh, what I give my attention to, what questions are worth um, you know me asking or answering you know, those commercials that uh, are always telling us something's wrong with us. Would you like to lose 15 pounds? Uh, <laughs> in other words, I know you're fat, you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, taking that in. And we take a lot of stuff in and just um, kind of filtering that. And so I like to... Um, filter my questions to things that I really do want to know. So I shared that with you guys. Um, Always invite others to answer because I really do want to know what your experiences are or why you think we ask rhetorical questions. Okay, okay. Well, that's another one for the files, and I'll file that away. But above all and most of all, remember, Great Mother loves you, and I do too. Great Mother Speaks. Because I am a child of the Great Mother Father God. A divine child of the Great Mother Father God. I'm a divine child of the Great Mother Father God. A divine child. And a great mother the stills my voice of the holy spirit yen divine